At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. You're listening to the PRO Media Network. The next level in entertainment. This is Big Q from the Sports Coma chiming in about the Pro Shop. Pro Shop is the platform store in over 35 different designs are available for your pleasure. The new Drew Orleans shirts are in, coming in all colors, all sizes, also for women, men, and children are available. Bill Drawlings Tough is also available. Despite Katrina, despite the plagues, despite everything else, we're still built Drawlings Tough and we're going to make it through it. The very popular God is a Saints fan shirt is available with volume number two. One shirt that says it all. You'll be the life of the party with your God is a Saints fan shirt. Also other designs like the Chump Missioner tees. We didn't get robbed. The Drew Orleans Neck Gator that's also available now on the Pro Shop. Also I am black and gold royalty. Tiger, purple, and gold pride. Bill Nola, Zion, strong. Won't back down ever. Black and gold, stand up. And many other great designs are available at the Pro Shop and provided to you by Pro Apparel. And not only tees or sweaters are available at the Pro Shop, also coffee mugs, smartphone cover cases for your Apple or Android, bedspreads, towels, posters, on and etc. Go to the Pro Shop, support the platform, and represent the style. Who that?
Who that to the beautiful black gold family members in this episode of the Sports Coma 132 TSC Live, number 132 show, number 533 of them things. Who that to your Hennessy? Hennessy Bastion chiming in. Who that to your Hennessy? I see your family. Good to see you in the chat as well. So, you know, once again, family, we in the building, uh, talking saints, talking saints, talking saints, man. It is Saturday Saints talk once again. Man, I'm telling you, man, these weeks are moving, aren't they? Aren't they? They're, it's absolutely amazing, man. Diehard Saints fan, who that to your family? I see you in the stream as well. Much love to you. I see you. Who that? Please hit the like button, family, as we take another journey in Saints, uh, in Saturday Saints talk, which I love talking about Saints on a Saturday. It's a Saturday afternoon, and it's a beautiful day. If you're outside, you got a little something to drink, and you talk, you got a beautiful day. You're enjoying it with the family members, and then you've got Saturday Saint Talk playing. I mean, what, what more could you ask for as a Saints fan? I mean, what more? Maybe a million dollars or two million? <laughs> but outside the financial stuff, just this is life at its finest if you're a black and gold diehard. But good to see the family members chiming in in this episode of this uh, of uh, Saturday Saints Talk. We're going to cover some things, man. I'm going to get into a few brief items that I want to go over to you with the family member. Then I want to open up the live line so the families can chime in uh, to for questions, concerns, of comments. Feel free to chime in on today's episode of Saturday Saint Talk as we get it fired up. And, man, I tell you, man, I, I, I was steady looking at the Saints roster, man. I was doing some research, and I'm really enthused. And, and not just the fact that I'm enthused, but people who aren't Saints fans are looking at the Saints and saying, damn, damn, the Saints are loaded. I still have a couple of Falcons fans and Carolina fans and other people that still kind of miffed about the comments of Breeze, but that'll subside eventually, I believe, uh, because of the strength of the locker room. But still in all, if that can't derail your Super Bowl train, nothing will. Nothing will. And then we're dealing with uh, pandemics and everything going on as well. But I really believe there is nothing that's going to derail the Saints Super Bowl train. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to keep it real with you, 100. But outside of that, man, we got some interesting uh, interviews. We're going to play by some of the coaches. Uh, we're going to have uh, here thought processes on Dennis Allen, defensive coordinator, his thoughts on his his side of the ball. Dan Ruchard, the, the really excellent offensive line coach. And we got to give credit what credit is due. We talk about the fantastic development of guys who came to the Saints like Larry Walford, who became a perennial pro bowler. That just wasn't because of Dan of Larry Walford. That was the instruction of the mighty Saints offensive line staff. The coaches there getting these guys coached up to turn into something splendid. So we'll we'll have thoughts. We'll play. I'll play some interview from Dan Ruchard, the offensive line coach. He'll give you his his thoughts on the Saints O line and other things, as well as Aaron Glenn will chime in on his thoughts on the secondary and the team as well. And then of course inside linebacker or linebackers coach uh, Michael Hodges will chime in on the the, the position as well as the overall thought processes of the team. We'll play those interviews today and cover a few stories uh, starting off. So, man, I tell you, a lot of people are enthused about the black and gold this year. And like I said, man, we're not done yet. We're not done. I really do think, man, that the Saints will still address a few needs. There's a few people up the Saints are still looking at to improve this team, and they're quite aware of recent research I was doing and talking to a few people outside uh, of the uh, Saints talk. 
that they're certainly not done in addressing uh, needs of this team. Most certainly not. And I'm hearing stuff on the defensive line. I'm hearing stuff in the secondary, just where I thought it should be. So, you know, we know our team. We know where the strengths and weaknesses lies after watching this team play over and over again. And you never can have too many really good cover cornerbacks. You can never have too many defensive and pass rushers in my estimation. And I just think that it's more of the same as we continue to move forward. And, uh, and, and on our way to a Super Bowl, man, we've the last three years have been absolute disaster. But this year, I think the team has the fortitude to take it all away, man. I'm just going to keep it real with you. Who that to the family members chiming in? Who that to my dog, Teal? What up, Teal? Teal in the building. Who that to your family? I see you. Much love to you and the fam. Who that? Now, family, before we get started, like I said, we're going to go over a few news items. Before we get into it, then I'm open up the phone lines toward the back end of the show. Well, after I finish covering some of these items, like I said, I'm a couple of few news items from Bob Rose. He had an interesting article I want to cover and a couple articles. Then we're going to list to some interviews from the coaches that I made Dan, that I made mention of Dan Roussard, Aaron Glenn, who's especially the uh, Dan Russo was the offensive line coach for the Saints secondary uh, coach. Aaron Glenn, he'll give his, his thoughts. Dennis Allen, the overall defensive coordinator. And then linebackers coach Mike Hodges, who took the job from uh, Nolan this past season. Uh, is he going to chime in on the position of his group and thoughts on Zach Bowen as well? And so it kind of brought to light, man, my ideas. Like I was looking at the Anthony Chiquillo signing as a detriment to Craig Robinson. And I said that when they signed, I was like, hmm. This guy's faster than Craig. This guy has he's a he's been in the league four or five years. He can situational pass rush. He has a high motor. He's a, he has a good size. He's intelligent. And he just needed an opportunity to show what he could do. And I've seen, and I me made mention of countless linebackers who were in a similar position that came in and, and made him who had an impact on the defense from Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. On Instacart, I can shop a huge selection of pet supplies from that one brush that scratches him just right. To that extra comfy bed he can't wait to flop down in. And I get everything delivered right to my door in as fast as one hour. Okay, 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 settle down. I know it's here. Yeah, it's very exciting. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get a free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Worked and worked their way from a special teams roster into the to have an impact at the linebacker position. Chiquillo could be in that line. There's also the process I'm thinking about Zach Bowen. And I'll pose the question to the great Saint Think Tank. Who that to you, Travis 504? I see your family. I'll pose this question to the great Saint Think Tank now and then come back and address it later. Is, is it possible you have Demario Davis, who is our best linebacker, who's left on the team, that's left without a deal? He has, uh, he's playing on the final day of his agreement. And uh, here we go. Is Zach Bond? Could Zach Bond have something to do with that? Could they see Zach Bond? Now, the, the reason why I asked that is because when they drafted him, I was like, hmm, he's situational pass rush. He plays mostly outside, but the team sees him as an inside linebacker as well. So outside, inside don't make a difference. Alex Anzalone has a lot to prove. Zach Bond, 
could represent an issue for Demario Davis into the future. If we don't sign Demario Davis, I'm saying I will do. I, I love Demario Davis. I think he should be re-signed on a multiple-year deal. But they bring in two linebackers, Shaquille O'Neal, special teams. Zach Bowen has a higher, maybe it's a higher calling for Zach Bowen here. He they took him high, and they they see a lot from this kid. His speed, his athleticism, his intelligence, and we'll listen to Michael Hodges uh, uh, momentarily. Not right now, but in a little bit. And let you hear what he think. And that's when I heard that interview. I said, "Hmm, wow. You know, is this could be a this could be quite problematic for Demario Davis if Zach Bowen is looked at as being a Mike linebacker. He also could play outside. He could play inside. He could situational pass. So he's kind of a do it all type of dude. But his athleticism, he never has to leave the field to play. So we'll we'll think about that. I'll pose that question to the great uh, Saint Think Tank. Do you think Zach Bowen poses a risk?" for Demario Davis as a saint into the future, not this season, but I'm talking after this season. Is he, does he pose a risk of coming uh, to Demario having a long-term deal coming back? Cause he does play Demario's position and he can play inside and outside. Does he pose a risk? That's what I sent out to the great Saint Think tank. Y'all ponder on that. Let that marinate around in the great Saint Think tank brains about that issue and we'll come back to it who that to you Demi good to see you baby who that to you Lori Heckler who that to you Lori and Demi good to see both my girls in the stream as well who that to both y'all and hope y'all are doing well all right family without further ado we're gonna get into the first news item um and just give me just a second to get it set up here all right hold on here just a second but yeah i i really do believe that this could be problematic for demario so we'll let you know laura says yes he is cheaper i'm saying we'll see and y'all answer that question does zach bond pose a risk to demario davis learn long-term prospects of being on his team i already know about anthony chiquillo y'all gonna see because chiquillo and uh, they've been looking for a special team ace that's that's a lot faster than Craig. They've been trying to get rid of Craig the second year they brought him here because he'd been losing speed. He wasn't as fast as they anticipated. Like that first year, not really. You know, this guy is a lot faster. I do recognize that. But as far as Demario Davis is concerned, hmm, this could be interesting. So we'll take a look at it and keep it going. But here's the first news item. Actually, this is one of the first interviews we'll come across is Dan Ruchart. He'll talk about the old line. The next one will be, of course, Dennis Allen. He'll chime in. Uh, in, in about the state of his defense, among other things, his defensive, his uh, secondary coach, Aaron Glenn, will chime in on the secondary. And of course, Michael Hodges, who is now the linebackers coach. He was last year's assistant linebacker coach under Nolan, Mike Nolan to Mike Nolan, took the, da- the Dallas job to be the defensive coordinator. Michael Hodges was then elevated to the linebacker coach, Matra. So we'll, we'll cover all those interviews momentarily, but this is the story that I want to start off with. The Saints' vision for rookie linebacker Zach Bowen isn't changing. He's what his coaches see. Now, I'm going to I put that out there because this is an article, and we'll play a little bit of the interview uh, after we finish covering a few of these articles. Now, this article from Times Picayune, and basically says that linebacker is already on top of things. He's already relocated from Wisconsin to New Orleans. Uh, as as preference by his tweet according to Amy Just and it says quote for him to approach what he's doing here uh, been doing the way he is I mean I just know we've got the right guy that goes to our scouting department how I just said when you talk about makeup this guy's makeup is outstanding and then from an intelligence standpoint man he approaches it the right way now that was a high praise uh, from 
uh, from uh, linebackers coach Mike Hodges. And, of course, he says, barring a turn from secondary coach Aaron Glenn, he said, like many of the Saints' defensive players, is his positionlessness. Positionlessness. Not only something that chimes with the NBA, which is where they're moving to a positionless league, but this guy can do a lot of things. He can play every linebacker position you have, inside, outside, doesn't matter, and also line up as a defensive end. And then, of course, he had a high, I love a high production last year for Wisconsin. He has a nose for the ball, very intelligent, love the, the energy and the passion that he brings. And I've seen what I've seen on tape from him, and the coaches obviously are co-signing on that sentiment. Quote, to bring in a guy who's really intelligent, who has his who has position flex, gives us a ton of freedom to do what we want to do, according to, Greg, uh, to Mike Hodges. He says, so far, Hodges and defensive coordinator Dennis Allen are teaching him the strong side and middle linebacker positions, which were the two spots Hodges immediately recognized for Bond when watching him for the first time. Now, Bond's involvement on the pass rushers will come soon, said Hodges. Quote, when we get to third down, that pass rush value, man, we're going to try to leverage the hell out of it, Hodges said, no- noting how the Saints do with their safety some- sometime. We're going to do everything we can to put these guys in the best position week to week. And that may be from that may be a different spot from game one to game three. Allen said the vision, at least for now, is that Bond will play both on and off the ball. Yeah, quote, yeah, we love the flexibility of the player. That was one of the things that was most intriguing to us about him. There's a vision for this guy being able to move around and do different things for us. But because of the virus, Hodges and Allen can't work Bowen out on the field just yet. And they won't be able to until training camp in July. Now, Allen said that doesn't change the vision for Bowen, but rather how fast he can get up the speed after spending a considerable time off the field. Quote, certainly the vision I don't think changes. How quickly we get to get to the vision is really what we're thinking about, end quote. But what but what from Bond has shown in his video meet is how I just said he believes Bond is up for the challenge. Quote, there's a lot on the plate for the rookie. But I do know that he has approached it in a way that has given me the confidence that he'll be able to handle it. And quote by Hodges, high praise from a linebackers coach about Zach Bond, who was completely blown away by this guy's ability. And mine, my my dad, the Saints did an excellent job of bringing in this, of drafting Zach Bond and adding speed and athleticism to the linebacking core. The last video we did, please check it out, family. The linebacker room breakdown. I think it's part number nine, uh, eight. Please go back into the video uh, to the uh, library if you after the show and look at that video because it does break down. Uh, it goes into and shows footage on him, how he moves around. He's sideline to sideline. And, you know, he's just a guy that is just you want to see him on the field a lot. This guy <laughs> possibly would never lead a field, never lead a field. So let's keep it going, fam. Let's move on to the next story. And this story is from the Saints News Network. Big up star extended family. Great Saint Thank Tank members over there at the Saints News Network. Bob Rose's article. Saints players who have the most to prove this season. And in Bob's article, he speaks about three Saints. Actually, it's uh, several Saints players, at least five of them, that he believes that will help the team who has the most to prove coming into this year. Now, we'll cover this article. 
right now. Now, New Orleans Saints have plenty to prove in the 2020 season. They entered the year as a prohibitive Super Bowl favorite and have a 37-11 record over the last three seasons. Despite success, the Saints have failed short of the second championship each time in heartbreaking fashion. They're armed with the league's deepest and most talented roster with few glaring weakness and now look to finish their title mission. Breeze, Kamara, Thomas, Ramchek, Armstead, Jordan, Demario Davis, Lattimore, and NFL's best at their respective positions still. They must come up in critical moments. McCoy, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Deontay Harris, and Shai Tuttle look to progress from terrific rookie seasons. This year's draft crop will be expected to contribute to a loaded roster. New Orleans has a complimentary stars nearly at every position, but the entire team must overcome their postseason failures. Here's a handful of players that Bob believes will may have to have an impact who must step up and prove. Number one on the list is, of course, Marcus Davenport. Now, he says uh, that the 14 overall selection 2018 draft has a pivotal season. Davenport has been productive when he's been in the lineup. He has 10 and a half sacks, 43 quarterback per- pressures, 11 tackles for loss, four forced fumbles in, 20- in 26 games. He's an athletic freak at 6'6", 265, a disruptive presence that's difficult to block one-on-one and the perfect compliment to Cam Jordan. Davenport has had these recurring foot injuries the last two seasons, raising doubt about his long-term debil- uh, durability and ability to stay consistent. The Saints need disruptive skills from defensively, from defensively, from him defensively, and must make a decision next offseason whether to pick up the fifth-year option on his deal. He got to bring it. He got to stay healthy. Bottom line. Next man up to bat, Alex Anzalone. Like Davenport, Anzalone has been outstanding when he's been able to stay on the field. The third-round selection from the 2017 draft has appeared in 24 of the team's 53 games since entering the league because of shoulder injuries, including just two contests last year. The 25-year-old Alex Anzalone has terrific athleticism, excellent coverage uh, ability, and is a devastating blitzer and possesses a good understanding of opposing offense. He is an outstanding compliment to all-pro Demario Davis at linebacker, but the Saints need him on the field consistently. Anzalone will be a free agent at the end of the season. could be in line for a big contract if he can answer durability questions. That's what it comes down to. Alex Anzalone, the reoccurring shoulder issues. Might I add, he, according to Hodges and several other reports I read, he's completely healthy. Might I add bigger shoulder pads, perhaps. You know, you if you're hitting with your shoulders, why not kind of take those QB, QBS shoulder pads off and add bigger linebacker shoulder pads? I understand the speed component, but if that's the issue and you need you're hitting with your shoulder, might I suggest larger shoulder pads? Just saying. It makes a difference. Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle. Rankins was played at the Pro Bowl level in 2018. During suffering, he suffered an Achilles tendon during the playoff victory over the Eagles. The injury forced Rankins to miss the first month of the 2019 season. He was on a limited snap count once returning before an unrelated leg injury shelved him for the last month of the year. The Saints resigned defensive tackle on Yamada's offseason and also have Malcolm Brown and Shai Tuttle at the position. But Rankins, order for Rankins to return to his dominant form, the 12th Selection of the 2016 draft will be a free agent at the end of the season and is one of the league's most disruptive defensive tackles when healthy. 
And of course, here we go. Traquan Smith. Smith has been a bit of a disappointment since the Saints selected him in the third round of the 2018 draft. He has teased the Saints fans with performances like the 10 catch, 157 yard, one touchdown out in against the Eagles. Also, he had the tree reception for 111 yards, two scores against the Redskins. Yet Smith disappears for long stretches and had only 18 receptions. Uh, in 11 games a year ago, he caught 10 career touchdowns. Uh, he, he caught 10 career touchdowns. He has good size, 6'2", 210, and decent speed, but struggles to gain separation, operates poorly in traffic. With the offseason addition of Emmanuel Sanders, there will be a reduced expectation on Smith in 2020. He must still show that he could be a complimentary threat for the Saints offense to be more productive. Definitely big eyes on Traquan Smith. And a lot looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season. Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance, up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio pressure on him with the crop of guys coming in the undrafted guys and more of the uh the uh guys that were signed off the waiver wire maurice harris and guys like that are putting the pressure on traquan smith this year they really are not to mention the fact that Taysom uh hill sits ahead of him if Taysom hill wasn't there traquan smith would get more reps but it that just shows you that smith is going to have to shine no matter what if he's throwing the ball he has to catch every goddamn thing He's going to have to catch everything. And then a part of the game, too, to get more opportunities, he, gonna, he might have to learn how to be more of a special teams guy as well. You know, I'm just saying, you're going to be the fourth what, dude? You're going to be the fourth wide receiver because you're going to be playing basically behind Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill is going to be the slot guy. You know, and then, of course, what about Ty Montgomery? Montgomery also could play in a slot as well. So this is a lot of pressure on Taysom Smith. I mean, a Traquan Smith to step up this year. We'll see. But every time you get a ball thrown your way, you better catch the sum gun. Then finally on his report is Jameis Winston. 
It says Winston was signed to a one-year contract by the Saints to prove the veteran back to be a proven better veteran back up to Breeze and hopefully revive his career. The first overall selection in the 2015 draft by Tampa, the 26-year-old Winston has always been productive passer, but also is prone to turnovers and poor decision making. He led the NFL with five for 5,100 yards passing last season, but also led the league with a blistering 30 interception and has thrown 88 interceptions in 72 games. This year will be an audition of sorts for Winston if he can grasp the New Orleans offense, eliminate turnovers, and show increased uh, maturity off the field. He could put himself in a position for a big contract in 2021, possibly even with the Saints as a successor to Breeze for the season, although Winston is among several of the teammates who will be under intense spotlight to reverse their playoff feelings for the last three years. Which is very interesting because t- in my opinion, if you take a look at what uh, some of these guys represent, and I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Sheldon Rankins has a lot of pu- uh, pu- uh, pressure on him. David Onyemata got broke off. Sheldon Rankins sitting there in the final year of his deal looking to get a contract too. It'll be interesting. Who knows how that'll shake up. But Alex Anzalone, who's just fantastic in my opinion, he has to get over these injuries. Marcus Davenport has to get over these injuries. Could you imagine what the team would look like if if these guys, Davenport, Anzalone, Rankings, uh, and guys like Traquan Smith stepped up and were consistent on the field? Man, we would not be talking about needing to go and get somebody as a defensive compliment outside of Cam Jordan. If Davenport was there every damn game, if he was 100%, I'd be like, man, you know, whatever. But he's not. And the history says that it might be an issue. We, if Davenport fails, there needs to be a compliment. And the guy who's coming behind him can't be a guy that's going to get injured too. So, I mean, it's serious, a series of different things that we have to look at in terms of addressing the defense. But, man, could you imagine if Alex Anzalone, Marcus Davenport, and these guys stayed healthy, what kind of team this could be for the entire season? And it's a tough game. And understand, nobody just elects or selects to be injured. It just happens. But man, it's a we, we just we need them guys to be healthy. Traquan Smith definitely needs to step his game up. He's in trouble. I, I believe he's in trouble this year. And of course, he made mention of Jameis Winston, who I don't think Jameis Winston will get broke off next year. I think he'll get another prove it deal. This will be a one year deal, and then another prove it deal if Drew retires. All right, who that to the uh, Black Gold family was chiming in? Uh, JT, who that to you as well? JT, I see you, K.Savage Gaming. K.Savage Gaming, who that to your family? Good to see you in the live stream as well. Freddie Harris, who that to you, Freddie? Good to see you, Freddie, in the building as well. Much love to you there, Freddie. I see you, fam. Uh, let's see who else we got there. And I think I have a lot of Travis in the, in the family. Oh, Cooler, what up, Oh, Cooler? Good to see your family. Who that to you in the building? Darrell Freeman, what up, Darrell? Much love to your family. Big ups to you. JT, who that to you? JT, I, feel you. I see your family. Much love to you. Who that? Charles Mayfield, who that to you? All right, family, I'm going to keep on going here. And I'm going to go back into this. And we're going to play a couple of, of, of uh, interviews by head coach, we're going to start off by Dan Ruchard, and we're going to get some interviews, uh, play some of his interview right here, uh, breaking down what his thought process was saying. Now, I'm giving uh, offensive line coach Ruchard an opportunity to be heard because I think the offensive line for the Saints have been absolutely, have been absolutely awesome. And I ain't going to lie to you, they've been absolutely terrific. 
And, you know, it's just been great watching them develop. And the reason because of that, if they had great instruction from people like Rushard that have been helping these guys become perennial pro bowlers. So I'm going to play uh, some of Rushard's uh, thought process on this team and the game. Here we go. Well, I think you can certainly present the information. And through that, in a series of questions back and forth, you, you get a feel for their understanding of what you've described in technique and assignment and then understanding in the system how we get things done. And purely through their response, I think Brennan Nugent and I both get a really strong feel for guys' grasp of what we've done. Um, obviously, the challenge is we're not able to go execute it to really see if they, if they truly understand it when it's all happening in real time. And that won't happen until we get to training camp. But that's, that's – you know, certainly the situation we're in. And, and uh, as I said, John, I think to this point, between Brendan and I, we feel like we have a pretty good grasp of their understanding of it to date. We've gone through three installations in its entirety. Um, and there's been a fundamental teaching of drills that we've done with the players. You know, it's interesting when you go back to, oh, 2017, um, when we were really involved in football school. We were doing a lot of things uh, with, with rules in mind where we couldn't put players across from them to do drills. We had devised a lot of series of things, uh, of movements that we could simulate what they were getting ready to do. And we were able to show these things that we had on tape. And I think the one thing we know is these players are all in unique situations, some have access to uh, training facilities. Some are working at their local high school or, or at their at their respective university on their own. And we felt like that'd be really beneficial for them to see those drills because they could do that work on their own and get them to be more game ready when they return. All right, found out with some thoughts from uh, offensive line coach Dan Roussard, sounding very much like a college professor, <laughs> even making mention this is football is football school. And that's pretty much what they do to take a lot of these players to school uh, and they get the book stuff done. Let's go on to the next guy, which is uh, carries a lot more weight in the defensive mind of the team being that he's the coordinator. And we got it lined up. We're going to play next. Uh, just give me a second. <clears throat> we'll spend the next on the docket, which is Dennis Allen, who give you his thought processes on the team moving forward? Here's Dennis Allen. I think uh, the fact that we've got a, a a veteran team, I think, allows us to handle these types of situations um, uh, a lot better. Um, certainly, um, I think the the thing that's uh, evident is that um, there has to be uh, communication uh, in our country and. Communication really is a two-way street. To be able to have uh, effective communication, somebody has to be willing to speak, but somebody has to be willing to listen. And I think that's where we're at right now. Um, obviously, um, these are challenging times that, that we're dealing with uh, in our country, and um, we've got to do um, whatever is necessary uh, to make sure that we, we solve some of the issues that we're dealing with. 
Yeah, I was curious. I was thinking today just of how you guys have had to adapt to not having the players in person. And so trying to coach and uh, do installations through all these Zoom meetings, what's maybe the most unique way of coaching or different way of coaching or teaching that you've seen in the last few months? I'm sure people have gotten pretty creative and that's probably cool to see. Well, look, I, I think this, I think that um, uh, coaches have, have, have had to adapt and uh, embrace uh, technology. And, um, and so, look, I myself uh, have not held any meetings with the players. Um, I have been on a lot of calls with other coaches, the position coaches, in dealing with, with some of these players. Um, and and uh, I think our coaches have really done a, done a good job of utilizing the the, uh, the technology that, that's available to us, um, the fact that we're able to uh, have a classroom setting and, and be able to watch the video, uh, I think has been very impressive, the, the, the ability of the coaches to utilize the, the drawing tools on the, uh, on the video has really been impressive. And look, I guess probably, um, you know, the, the players would be, would be the ones that uh, would be able to answer that question better in terms of the, the ability to learn in that type of environment. <laughs> Did a salad, man. Keeping it real. I, I ain't talked to nobody. I've been on the on the conference call. I just ain't say jack squat to nobody. I mean, you keeping it real, man. But at the end of the day, uh, Dennis Allen, <laughs> he, he's the defensive coordinator, man. And uh, we'll just have to see uh, how it shakes. But he's been doing a pretty good job. Uh, he has to increase that blitz a little bit more than what he has uh, customarily been doing. But in the end, I think uh, Dennis Allen has done a pretty decent job. I can't take that away from the man. He's done actually a pretty decent job. Okay, what's coming up next? We got Saints inside. Uh, well, linebacker coach Mike uh, Mike Hodges uh, chiming in on his uh, thoughts about the team. Here is, is Coach Hodges. There is a bunch of differences as far as now it's my decision on some of the things that we do in there and how we mo- mostly how we teach. And, and that's what's exciting. And so I get to f- kind of slide back into that teacher role more than I was before. And that's what I thrive off of. I love that part of it. And so that's the biggest change, John. And, and um, man, it's, and it's been a lot of fun so far. I'm, I've enjoyed it. So I guess you mentioned this. So does that, does that translate to a more assertive voice, a more authoritative voice? I mean, do, do you feel like you have pretty much the same relationship with the players as before? I think this. I think the relationship it was established before. It was just now. Now I'm the one in front of them a little bit more, you know. And and Mike Nolan was uh, really, really great about allowing me to be a part of that teaching process. And 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 it was very much a partnership between him and I. Uh, the difference is is who's leading it now, right? I, it, now I'm in the lead, and 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 Michael Wilhoyt's my partner, and we're doing this thing together. So um, that's really the change. My voice won't change. I, I'm not a I don't, I don't think my, of myself as an authoritative person. Um, you know what I mean? I, I see myself as a tool and as an educator, and, and that's how I approach it. What are uh, some of the challenges? Because obviously you get promoted to, to linebackers coach, and then pandemic hits, you can't be in the building. What have some of the challenges been adjusting to that role without being able to do the things you traditionally would be able to do? Well, first, I mean, you bring it up, and, and it's, I think it's an excellent question because – you, you would have never thought 
all right, you are an NFL linebacker coach. It's been something you've been shooting for. And all of a sudden, your first meeting in front of the players is through one of these mediums. And it's like, <laughs> what the, you know, what are we doing? So anyways, so that's been a challenge. Um, but DA has said it. Um, Sean has said it. Man, we, everybody's got the same challenge, right? And so um, it's been different. Yes, I wish I could see their eyes. I wish I could feel them a little bit more. I wish I could coach them on the field. Um, but we're overcoming that just like everybody else is trying to overcome it. And, and from the very beginning, I sat down with these guys and I said, look, we're going to find a way. I sat down with Michael Wilhoyt and I said, we got to find a way to be the best teachers in the NFL, right? Better than anybody else. And, and, and really both being young, both being eager and both being around a little bit, a little maybe more electronics than some of the other coaches we're competing against. We should have an advantage here. And so just like anything, right, you're just trying to find a winning edge. And, and I think that we've done that. And so that's what we've been spending our time this offseason uh, doing. Mike Hodges, well, man. Mike Hodges breaking down uh, his thought process on how to coach even though you can't be around the players is a very that's – a that's a challenge. That is definitely a challenge, and I love the way he addressed it. Uh, I wouldn't have necessarily liked him to refer to himself as a tool, but I understand what he means. <laughs> uh, damn critical thinking thing. Go ahead. But anyway, uh, that's the interesting part about it, man. These guys are trying to still do their jobs. It's a lot of pressure on our coaches, man. Let's just keep it real. It's a lot of pressure on our coaches to be um, to be ready because this is a Super Bowl team. I mean, everybody knows that the Saints deserve to be in the NFC uh, as the NFC representative in the Super Bowl against possibly either the Baltimore Raider, uh, Ravens or the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the bottom line. It's going to be the Chiefs or the Ravens. Saints supposed to be there to represent the NFC side of things, and and that's the part. So it'll be interesting to see just how well some of these coaches agree with that, deal with that. Now next up on the dock, we got Aaron Glenn, the secondary coach, as he talks about uh, challenges and this team going forward. Here's Coach Glenn. We need to, to get on this Zoom call, uh, what we call WebEx, uh, be just talking slowly, be able to go through the film, slowly be able to go through the installs. Uh, the guys get a really good understanding of, of what we're doing, and you don't have to go through every coverage that you have. So you can specifically pick out certain coverage that you want to really dial into. And it's been really good. You know, it's 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 something that um, I can see uh, in the go for that might be a change as far as offseason is concerned. Um, so you can have these uh, these uh, uh, isolated events to be able to talk with players on a, on a lower level. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Paid after portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. 
After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Um, as far as uh, getting things across, as far as what you want to get across to the players. How beneficial is it for you to have a veteran secondary guys that you're teaching, teaching because it's not as if you're trying to implement a, a lot of, of the system to new players who, who might not understand it as readily as the veterans? Well, that's always good. Um, to have guys that's been in this system for a while, um, and I always say this, I'll say this, this statement for the past couple of years, is even though that uh, the guys have played a lot of football that we have, um, you know, a lot of those guys in our secondary are still young. When I look at Marshawn Lattimore, I look at Marcus Williams, but then we brought in Malcolm Jenkins, very intelligent, highly professional. Uh, it's really going to help our back end. I uh, think he brings to the tables. We've got DJ Swearinger, uh, same type of guy, been around the league for a while. Um, even though that he's new to our team, he understands football. So a lot of these coverages and uh, things that we're doing is not going to be different for him. Um, and then it's time for uh, Marcus and, and Lattimore to take the next step. And I expect that from both of those guys. And I challenge both of those guys throughout the offseason. That's what they do. That's what I expect from them. Um, then you got, you know, been around for a while. Uh, again, nothing new to him. And then PJ is just the ultimate uh, Swiss Army knife for us. So, um, um, he's a guy that I think sometimes will take for granted, but uh, I'm glad for the fact that he had him back. When uh, when you said Jack Rabbit so valuable as a player, um, we, you know we we've had little exposure to him here in New Orleans, but obviously he's played at a high level for for several years. Uh, what makes him so valuable in the secondary? Say it again. Who are you asking about? Uh, Janoris. Janoris. Well, if you think about, it, I did a, a high level study on Janoris just over his career. Um, when you think about it, when he first got in this league, man, he came in as one of the better corners uh, in this league. Um, and he was a really good press corner uh, early in his career. Um, made a lot of plays on the ball. And then as his career started to develop, you know, he started to have this knack of being an off-corner, of being able to anticipate and, and, and see the quarterback <clears throat> and be able to make plays on the ball. Um, but that didn't take away his ability to play press cover. And I think that's one of the things that, that we're going to be able to tap into um, that, that he actually hasn't had a chance to do as much when he was with the Giants. And that's what we do. We're a press team. And we want those guys to be able to go up there and challenge. So um, I want to be able to tap into that with him, you know, and allow him to do what he came in the league doing, uh, being really, really well at. Um, plus also being able to use those off skills that he, uh, that he developed over his career. Um, but I'm excited to have this player. I'm excited to be able to have an offseason like we've been doing with this player. And I'm excited to have this player uh, in training camp going through the whole season. Did, uh, did you guys play less press than you would have liked last year? And, and if so, like, was there a reason behind that? Say that one more time. 
Did, did you guys play less press than you would have liked last season? Then, you know, maybe did, did the personnel dictate that or, or was there something to that? Well, you know, we had several calls that we um, that actually ended up working well for us to where uh, we had our corners playing a little bit more vision. Um, and that's in some of our split safety defense when, when you look at it, even in our split safety defense, we went up there and pressed uh, quite a bit too. But um, it just allowed our corners to be able to play with some vision. Um, you know, that's what they, you know, they did a good job of that. Um, but it, then again, I mean, when you got Marshall and you got the North Jenkins, and we want those guys to go stand and play press man and be able to do what they do best. And you can see, you know, I can see us getting back to doing a lot of this. And uh, you, you mentioned you mentioned next steps for, for Lattimore and Marcus Williams. What, what would that look like for those guys, and what do you want to see out of them to, to make that next step? Well, I, I will tell you this, and I think those guys will tell you also. I'm, I'm hard on both those guys um, because I see greatness in both of them. And I don't want them to limit themselves to being just a talented player. Um, I want them to, to, to have the whole gamut of what an NFL player should be like and that's not just going out there covering the receiver. That's not just playing in the middle of the field. Um, Marcus has to be better at playing down low. He has to be better as a tackle. Um, I want to consistently see him make plays on the ball. Um, but I don't want him to force those plays. And I think sometimes that gets into his head. Uh, everybody's saying that he's this type of player. Um, we know what type of player you are, Marcus. Just go out there and play football. So these plays are going to come to you because of who you are and the way you play the game. It's the same with, with, with uh, Latimer also. Man, I want him to be not just a great cover corner, but I want him to be one of the smartest corners because he's a corner that you hardly ever see in this league because he's a really good tackler and he's a physical player. Um, so when you have a guy like that, right, you want to take advantage of that skill set as much as you can uh, of allowing him to play from vision, being to see uh, the quarterback and um, be to, to react and go make tackles and things like that. So, But I want those guys to be all-around players. I don't want them to be limited to anything they can do. And I'm continuing to challenge that aspect. That's Aaron Glenn. The reason why I spent Aaron Glenn a little longer than the rest of the coaches is quite obvious, family. And I think that y'all realize that is because a lot of questions lurk in the secondary. That's a part of it. A lot of the questions lurk in the secondary. Who that to the family members chiming in the stream? I see you, Crass. Who that to my boy, Crass, chiming in? Uh, who that to your family? Zach, who that? Who that to you, Zach? I see your family as well. Who else we got chiming in? I, I said, what's up to Charles? Um, Dr. Key, who that to you? Dr. Key, I see you. Melissa, Melissa G, who that to your family? Good to see you in the live stream today as well. And the rest of the family members chiming in. Who that to you? Please hit the like button. Please subscribe if you aren't a subscriber and join the great Saint Think Tank. We have passionate commentary every damn week and content every day. But the, the excellent thing I'm looking at, I played Coach Aaron Glenn. You heard what he said. Coach Glenn said that he's harder on those guys. Who that to you, Jermaine? I see your family. Much love to you. And Aaron Glenn said he's he's tough on that old uh, Marcus Williams. He wants him to be a better tackler. So it's just it's good that, you know, there is obvious family that we are seeing the same thing. We're not seeing a different thing. <laughs> we know about the scouting report, which says that they consider him a finesse safety. There is no such thing as a finesse safety. <laughs> the scouting report labels Marcus Williams when they were drafting him out of Utah as a finesse safety. 
as a finesse safety. There is no such thing in football as a finesse safety. Finesse is just a, a really PC word of saying that you soft. And it also said in that same scouting report that he gets the worst of the hits. It can't be the case if you the safety. The safety is very important for a defense. It's usually the last line of defense. And we can't have a guy out there taking poor angles. We can't have a guy out there uh, not laying the boom down on guys he's supposed to lay the boom down on, getting scared and whiffing. And he even created a really popular term in New Orleans with all of his whiffery. He is a serial whiffer. We've known that. Thank you, Charles. Who that to you? <laughs> if you haven't heard the sports coma, this is what you're missing. Check out the sports coma with Big Q and the guys. Remington Tax Solutions is a company that, together with their partners, provide virtual tax consultation and preparation for individuals, small business, and nonprofit. They also provide notary and a host of other business-related services for their clients. Their associates provide a systematic yet very client-centered approach to their services. They offer the industry knowledge and insight to help solve your most complex tax issues. At Remington, their currency is time, the one resource that cannot be replenished. For that reason, they utilize the simplest and most effective forms of technology to make their services faster and more efficient. No need to wait in the office until your taxes are complete. Simply upload your documents via the Taxes to Go app or via their client portal and they'll take care of the rest. Remington Tax Solutions is a member of the National Association of Tax Professionals and participates in the IRS annual filing season program, which is a voluntary tax education program to stay abreast of the ongoing changes in tax legislation. Remington Tax Solutions has a strong connection to the communities in which they serve. It is a part of their mission to make a positive impact on a lot of their name. So, if you're looking for a reliable, effective, and trustworthy tax preparation service, Remington Tax Solutions is the business for you. Contact Remington Tax Services at their number, 682-307-4410, or simply go to RemingtonTax.com. That's RemingtonTax.com. Remington Tax Service, virtual tax preparation for the individual. It's HomeBistro.com. Freshly prepared, home-delivered, restaurant-quality gourmet meals delivered straight to your home. Choose from over 50-plus gourmet meal options cooked by world-class chefs and delivered frozen ready to eat within minutes and no commit welcome to the one shop gourmet food delivery specialized affordable options to eat right and feel great 100 satisfaction guaranteed every ingredient is hand-picked to the highest standard and why you should buy from homebistro.com restaurant quality made with natural ingredients delivered right to your door overnight shopping is available diabetic paleo heart health and vegetarian options to eat during business since 1999. Courteous, knowledgeable, and professional support. Complete PCI-compliant SSL security ordering and great meals. Choose from some of my favorite dishes. The Mediterranean chicken with orange honey sauce, the charbroiled chicken romesco, or the grilled chicken breast with sweet and spicy vegetables. No matter what you choose, you can't lose with HomeBistro.com. Eat great, feel good, and save some money with HomeBistro.com. Hit the link in the description Description section below for more information. I'm a Saints and Pelicans fan, so the only podcast I can get my fix is the Sports Coma with Big Q. The guys intense, funny, and they always keep it real. Check out the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys.
thewhothatdaily.com. That's right, thewhothatdaily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelicans, LSU Tigers, and even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, thewhothatdaily.com is your site. Thewhothatdaily.com for the sport who that in all of us. Embrace Pet Insurance is more than just pet insurance. Embrace Pet Insurance promises to provide genuine support and certainty when your pet needs it the most. With personalized accident and illness policies, compassionate customer care, 24-7 access to veterinary professionals, flexible wellness plans, timely claims processing, and online customer portals, their values is what makes them embrace. So when selecting a pet insurance company as a partner in your pet's care, you deserve a company that has your pet's best interest at heart. Get top rated and review coverage for your pet today. Up to 90% back on bills at any vet, total protection, pet insurance and wellness and dependable claims payments get the top rated and review coverage for your pet today go to embracepetinsurance.com that's embracepetinsurance.com check the link in the description section below Are you a boxing fan? Check out Ring Kings Boxing only on the PRO Media Network. Sports Coma on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Perfect, perfect, perfect. You're listening to the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys on a PRO Media Network. <laughs> Goddamn guys, Serial Wiffa. Thank you, Crass Who That. Thank you for the Super Chat family. Much love to you. Appreciate you, Crass Who That team. Yes, he is a cereal whiffer. He's the most certainly a cereal whiffer. Charles, thank you. And, and that's a part of it. But you heard what Aaron Glink said. The coach of the secondary, the boss of the secondary said. Who that to you, T-Dirty? What up, fam? He said, what up, Big Q? My who that family. That's right. Hashtag who that for life. That's right. Who, uh, big ups to my dog, T-Dirty. Thank you for joining us tonight, fam. Uh, that's the interesting thing I played about it. You heard several in, in intrigue thought processes on all those coaches breaking down. Except for Dennis Allen said he ain't talked to nobody. He ain't do a damn thing. <laughs> but I bet you you know how to go to the bank. <laughs> it's interesting, man. I tell you, man. Because I really, the secondary, especially the cornerback position and the safety position, is something that everybody has their eyes on for the Saints defense. And if I had to ask all the great Saints think tank members out there, um, you know, what would be your what would be your main concern about the Saints defense? Would it be up front? Of course it wouldn't be. You'll say, okay, Q, yeah, we definitely need that pass rusher. But you do recognize the fact that if the Saints don't get a pass rusher, that they'll throw it throw a pass rush by committee approach, Zach Barn, Anthony Chiquillo, stuff like that at it. What do you do in the secondary when the coverage is not there? Let's say Marshawn misses a few games. Then what happens? You got Chauncey Gar- uh, and Janoris. You're good with them, but who your nickel is? Then if you look at the safety position, Malcolm Jenkins is there to provide that stability. And it's, it is what it is. You know, so it'll be interesting to see how it shakes, man. Just throwing it at it. But it's good to know that Coach Aaron Glenn recognizes Marcus Williams's bad line, his his poor choice of uh, angles and the fact that he doesn't lay people out, the constant 
situations where occur where he just just disintegrates. That's the term that I'm thinking about. It's just a disintegration of the poor kid. And to be honest with you, his numbers are respectable. But all that goes away with stuff that he does, like when he grabbed George Kills' face mask for 10, for 10 yards to make sure the referees call it. Thank you, KT. KT, the Southern Gent. Much love to your family. Thank you for your super chat. It says BLM. Who that? Thank you there, family. Appreciate you. Who that to you as well? Thank you, sir. And it's it's, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's amazing. But the live line family, we're going to get ready to open up the live line family uh, for you to give a chime in. Uh, live line is open. You can feel free to call 504-475-4482. The live line is open and ready for your call. If you want to call and chime in, get your thought in there. We are open and the lines are officially open right now for you to chime in and get your thought process on. So it goes to show. Teal says, uh, what, Teal, what my dog Teal said there? Let's see. He says, oh, hold on. It just jumped on me. I lost his comment. All right. Hold on here. Oh, Kelly, who that to you, Kelly? I see Kelly Bell in the building. Who that to you, Kelly? Good to see your family. Hope you're safe out there on that road, my friend. Uh, let's see who else we got here uh, chiming in. Uh, Teal says, Sir Whiffalot. <laughs> man, I don't know what to say about him, man. Malcolm, this is his final year here. Malcolm Jenkins is there. We can't have a safety back there that's considered a, a finesse safety. I'm sorry, you just can't do it to yourself. We can't have that. That's asinine. You can't have a guy back there scared to hit people and he's a safety. Uh, I would just say, listen, he made mention about P.J. Williams, too. He called him a Swiss Army knife. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? He called P.J. Williams, and I'm speaking about him as, as secondary coach. Aaron Glenn refer, referred to P.J. Williams as a, quote, Swiss Army knife. Hmm? That is an insight on the fact that the Saints will use him as safety, which is all I want. That's all I want you to do. It's just here. We was yelling this safety stuff for over two years now, man. You go back, and I kept telling them, listen, man, if you a coach, you should, you got to know that P.J. Williams' skill set lends itself toward, toward a safety. He's six feet tall, six foot one, about 200-plus pounds. He loves to hit. He can't cover work to cover to save his life, but he'll come up and put a hit on you. And I said, this guy is a safety. If you convert this guy to a safety, you're going to win every time. The Saints did it last year out of necessity and found out that what we was yelling for over two years was actually the case. And then football is not hard to tell, man. You just got to be critical thinking and see what you see and say, damn, this guy will be so much better as a safety. But I do like the fact that Aaron Glenn did call him a Swiss Army knife, which means that he is most likely not going to be a cornerback. And I'm so happy for that very fact. Got a call here. What up, fam? Thanks for calling the sports corner who I'm speaking with. What up, Big Q? This KT. What up, KT? How you doing, fam? Um, chilling in Baton Rouge. Just gave Pops early Father's Day gift. Um, BML, Black Lives Matter. Happy early June. Team to the fam. Thank you, man. All right. I'm a, let me preface it my thoughts. I've been a Florida State fan since I was eight years old. I grew up around the corner from Ward Dunn. Okay. PJ, hey, love PJ, love James. They brought me a national championship. Swiss Army Knife, man. <laughs> <laughs> I understand he a nickel back and good for short area quickness. I haven't seen anything past five or ten yards. PJ get his lunch handed to him. Cute. All the time, bro. All the time. He just I, I, Coach Glenn's call. Coach Glenn sees him as a Swiss Army knife. 
But I, but you know what though, KT, I'm happy by the fact that they call him a Swiss Army knife, which gives us insight that they they are definitely saying that this guy is a safety that he could play the safety position, and that's all I want. That's all I want. That's all I want him to stay in the safety room. Me and you both don't want to see him out there as a cornerback. We don't want. I definitely like want to see him cornerback. You give him that much cushion. And I got, remember I said I'm a Florida State fan. Right. You give PJ that much cushion, he'll still get burned. I'd rather have Fred Thomas play safety. <laughs> I'm going to quote one of your words. You can't go in the back, piss in the cup, hand it to me and tell me it's out. No, they never No. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KT, let me ask you. KT, let me ask you, bro. I meant not to be to cut you off, but let me ask you. Where do you see, okay, you, you don't agree with nothing Aaron Glenn said. You don't agree with the Swiss Army knife. He, you see him as a liability, as a cornerback, and a safety, and he shouldn't be on the team. Is that what your insight is? Okay, let me put it like this. Okay. Remember, I said this. I felt from what he said, he's tougher with Marcus, uh, Lattimore and Marcus Williams. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was a Pro Bowl corner during his playing days. I get that. I got his, I take much stock in, in Sean Payton saying Taysom Hill is Steve Young than I do that. Mm. All right, right now he is a light linebacker, and the only thing I'm going to ask, I can't believe I'm coming to P.J. defense. I mean, Marcus <laughs> Williams defense. That that was C.J.G. that was grabbing on um, Kittle face masks in that 49er game. Are you sure? That was C.J. I- I don't know. I'll buy you a Gatorade. If I'm wrong, I will buy. I will send you the money to get the Gatorade up or a Coke, bro. Your choice. But I thought it was CJ. Okay. But yeah, bro. I don't. Hey, I would have let him walk. The only. I'm like this. If it came to bringing back Eli Apple, mm-hmm. signing P, re-signing PJ, or getting. A dude off the street. Give me the dude off the street for five hundred, Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dang, you can go to the CFL and see if Aaron, um, if Delvin Bro want to come back. I think that bridge burnt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, no. Look, not you, nah, not. This is, I'm like this. This is how what I, how the role I would feel comfortable with with PJ. Put a little weight on him, and just put him at linebacker. I can I, or keep him on special teams. I see. I, I I can see what you're saying about the linebackers. The guy's a natural born 
hitter. He loves tackling. Um, I, I, I just, I've seen enough of PJ Williams over time, man. Understand that when he played the safety position last year, he looked a lot more comfortable back there. Of course, that you know the Saints. While Glenn is calling him a Swiss Army knife, is because if injuries occur, they can slide PJ wherever they need him, whether it's at safety or cornerback, and they want to have that flexibility. So, but I'm I, I definitely think that there should be a, another veteran sign that can bring more competition to it. The un, there's several oh. undrafted guys that's in here. There's the guy from the XFL uh, that they signed to come in here and provide competition. So there are other options. Uh, that's here mm-hmm. that that could be uh, better than what PJ represents. It's just whether or not the Saints realistically will give these other guys an opportunity to re- to win starter, uh, to win the st- uh, positions over guys who they favor. Obviously, they favor PJ Williams. PJ Williams, by any account, shouldn't be a Saint right now. He really shouldn't. He shouldn't be on mm-hmm. the same team. And, I, and I'm kidding. I'll be real with you. PJ Williams shouldn't be a Saint. He know it, and I know it. Everybody know it. He's he's been last year. He got signed back because he had an incident that occurred right after the playoff game. Nobody wanted to touch him. He was nuclear. So the Saints brought him back because he was cheap because he was familiar with the system. This year it was the the pandemic situation. The Saints felt like they couldn't go out and talk to people. They bring PJ back off a super cheap deal. He knows uh, pretty much the defense. Uh, it would be a, they know each other and it would be pretty much an easy uh, a thing to do. For both parties. So they got him on a cheap deal and the player they're familiar with who they perceive as a person that could play multiple positions. But I'm right. He, You're right. He is a guy that's definitely a liability. And I've said countless times, PJ has, he has the tools to be a pretty good cornerback in the league. The problem with PJ is he has concentration bouts. You know, he, he, he does, and much, much like a lot of these cornerbacks the Saints was getting. And I was doing research on uh, John, Johnson Badamosi. Another guy that Saints brought in, Badamosi has it bad, man. And that, and maybe that's a part of his name. He got it bad because if you study the film on Johnson Badamosi, Badamosi does not whip his goddamn head around and face the ball. He can be he can be flagged for a lot of pass interference because he has it. He has that Ken Crawley disease bad. His head, his neck is broke. He cannot turn it to look for the ball. And that's something that okay. you notice a lot of these undrafted guys, they are looking for the ball. And that's what we want. Some guys is going to turn around and look for the damn ball and, that, and not let it hit them right in square in the middle of their back. Q, I didn't mean to cut you off, bro, but no, let me tell you this. Like I said, now remember what I said about, uh, you know, cheering for Florida State, been one since I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. This is the thing, and you're going to feel me on this. I've seen this with PJ when he was at Florida State, when he got in the pros. PJ... If he can't get his – if the wide receiver beat him off the line of scrimmage the way he can't get his hands on him, it's a wrap. If he can't – P.J. can't jam, at least with Lattimore, Crawley, any other corner we have, if the wide receiver beats him on the jam, okay, they can recover. P.J. in that Houston Texans game, Kenny Stills beat him off the press, mm-hmm. fixed. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 he, tur- he burned toast, ain't no doubt about it, bro. He ain't really good at jamming either. I mean, when you get this easy, one only thing you have to do is get behind PJ. And another thing is, if PJ, you know, if you're not a really good cover cornerback like that, at least be really physical with the wide receiver at the line. To at least disrupt, you got an opportunity right there within that five that that five yard box to be physical. Jam him at the line and disrupt the timing between him and the quarterback. And then at least buy your defense some milliseconds so they can be able to do something. 
But PJ Williams, often not he lets he gets beat right off the line, and like you said, as soon as he's beat, he's burnt toast. So you're right, you you absolutely right, KT. You you be preaching to the choir. I, I agree. PJ Williams is very flawed, and he should be on this team, man. You're right, and you're right. I agree with you on the fact that you said if you get another guy off the the, the street, I would have taken that. I'm still with that, and the, the fact that I was I said, you know what, Eli Apple. To me, is definitely better than the PJ Williams. If we're gonna do this thing, why not do it with an Eli Apple? So I mean, but I'd have kept Ken Crowley before I kept PJ. That's just me. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, Ken Crowley had took PJ Williams' position. Remember, that's how Crowley came True. on the scene. He took PJ Williams' position, and then he lost his confidence, and PJ was just thrust back into the situation. But yeah, you're right. Ken, uh, Ken Crawley took his job from him, and and PJ won it back because Ken Crawley fell through the floor. Wouldn't they both were stinking it up in terms of the cornerback? He the Saints just had a little bit more confidence in him. I think it's time for PJ Williams to go too. And uh, Tills, I mean, I Till, uh, uh, who said that in the chat says something real funny. I wanted to kind of say T Dirty. T Dirty said they call him. He says uh, PJ stands for pajamas. Cause he always get caught sleeping out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I agree with T Thirty. But thanks for having me, Q. I appreciate. You, it. I'm just gonna say this before I go. Yes, sir. Who that? And I'm speaking it to existence. Bring Puka Williams back home. And let him play for the Saints. Who that? <laughs> Thank you, bro. Who that? <laughs> All right. Thank you, KT. Appreciate you, cuz your sentiment as well as your super chat. Much love to KT. Big ups to my brother out there in Baton Rouge. Be safe, bro. 504-475-4482. Live lines open family. Uh, be like KT. Give a ring. If you want to get on the show, please feel free to get on the show. Commentate <clears throat> and talk and speak about what you feel needs to happen with the black and gold. <laughs> that was real funny, though, about PJ Williams, man. I, I, I ain't going to lie. PJ Williams starts for pajamas because yo <laughs> that's funny that's funny man that's funny pj man i'll tell you what man yeah he sh- truth be told family y'all know it in line i know it the man shouldn't still be on the team ain't no doubt about it he shouldn't be on the team pj williams most certainly should not be on this goddamn team y'all know it and i know it family so i mean when it come down to it we just going to have to keep our eyes open and uh, see what goes on. But I tell you what, there's a lot of goddamn competition out here. Hold on, family. I dropped my pen. Knock my mouse on the ground. Laughing at that PJ thing. All right. All right. I'm back with you. All right, family. Uh, 504 The live line is open. You can give a chat and uh, holler at who that to the black and gold family members chiming in Shandon who that to you Shandon says CJ got juked out his socks Marcus grabbed the face mask yeah that's why I remember uh, KT go look up the the uh, the um, video clip bro uh, um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson was guarding him at the line of scrimmage took a poor angle to him missed the tackle and then was in pursuit the whole time he met up with uh, Marcus Williams, who Marcus, he couldn't tackle him. He, and the guy was stiff on him, rambling. And Williams stupidly grabbed his face mask for 10 yards and forced the referees to, co- to, to draw a flag, basically giving them the extra points needed to, to, to win the game. Just just a stupid play, man. Just a, I, I can't say no more than that. Just a dumb play. You don't do that kind of stuff. 
I just don't understand what was your rationale doing that. And it's just those type of th- those type of decisions and poor times are just more and more like proof to the pudding about this guy just crumbling in key moments. And that's just just can't happen. All right, family. Good to see you. Uh, old Baldy. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Old Henry. So that's where I thought that was Marcus. He didn't want to repeat the Minnesota miracle. Yeah. So he didn't want a Minnesota miracle repeat, but he grabbed the hell out of that guy face mask. What a, I just, I ain't about to say something. John Thompson, who that to you? John, good to see your family in the chat as well. Much love to you. Uh, John says, uh, who that Byron and the rest, he dirty. <laughs> Christ says, Crawley and Apple both lost confidence. No thanks. T dirty Sal was at the Rams game when Crawley got burnt. Crawley sucked, man. Can't Crawley. Ken Crawley before you walk it. That's right, Derek. That's what I call him. Ken Crawley before you walk it. Uh, Tramal says, what up, Tramal? Who that to you? He said, PJ. That PJ joke was funny as you know what. I know it was funny. Uh, uh, pajamas uh, Williams, man, that dude there. That's that's funny, T-Dirty. Iceman, who that to you, uh, family? He said, I can't cue. I can't get in. Live line open now, fam. It's wide open. You can feel free to give it a ring. 504-475-4482, live line is open uh, for the family to chime in and get your call on. All right, uh, hold on here, fam. All right, here we go. All right, all right, let's keep it going on the chat. Kraft says Dietrich Nichols is the guy from XFL. I want to see what he can do. I was studying film on him, bro. We did that uh, cornerback breakdown at came out Friday. Y'all uh, feel free to uh, chime in as well. All right, there we go. All right. Thanks for calling the sports phone, my family. Who's on the line? I'm talking to the Ice Man. What up, Ice Man? What's good, fam? Yeah, uh, I don't know if this is the topic right now, but I came in on the back of the whole P.J. Williams. Yeah, uh, pajamas, uh, Pajama Williams. <laughs> Man, yo, I, I'm just going to give my two cents on this real quick. I don't think P.J. Williams and uh, – what's the term you use? A uh, a jack-of-all-trades? What, what is it that you said? Uh, uh, switch on knife. knife. Right. Yeah, those two should not be in the same sentence, Sam. What, what I'm PJ? sorry, folks. <laughs> P.J. Williams, I'm over P.J. Williams, bro. I'm over P.J. Williams. Four years in the Saints defense, and you're still that same dude. You haven't even made a way to use the out of bound lines as a way to 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 as your you know another defender. You haven't figured out how to not get beat deep, how to turn your head around, how to read the quarterback's eyes, how to use your body in a way to you maybe fake out the quarterback to make him think you're going one way, and then go to what. You haven't even figured out how to intercept the ball on a consistent basis. I'm over PJ Williams, man. I don't I don't want to hear no more excuses, man, about this. Uh, I heard when the Saints bought him back about the, all of this. Oh, it's a depth signing. This is depth. He's depth. He know the system. Well, he don't play like he know the damn system. <laughs> Every time I see PJ Williams, he's turning around getting beat, getting beat to sleep. Every single game. I challenge all of the black and gold nation in the sports coma. Have we ever seen a game where we wasn't scratching our head because of PJ Williams? I'm over it, bro. I'm over it, bro. Miss me with the nonsense, bro. PJ Williams, man. I'm done with PJ Williams. I'm done with Marcus, the Williams and Williams law firm. 
I'm over it, man. <laughs> P.J. Williams. P.J. Williams, man. This man, I mean, I think the caller before me said it perfectly. It, if it wasn't for the greatness of Drew Brees in that two-minute offense, we would have been looking at P.J. Williams giving up another deep bomb. Mm-hmm. Do I need to bring up the fact that Calvin Ridley almost won rookie of the year on top of his head? Yep. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to bring up that 49ers tape. We don't want to bring out that uh, – that tape from the from the uh, Panthers game the first time when they almost beat the Saints. We don't want to bring that game up, and we definitely don't want to bring up that playoff game mm-hmm. when the stereotypical P.J. Williams got beat in the back of the end zone mm-hmm. again, again by a tight end. Yep. We don't want to talk about that. I'm over P.J. Williams, man. Four years in the same system. You've had the same defensive head coach, the same DB head coaches, and you still are the same dude. You have made – he has – I haven't seen – for real, for real, I haven't seen any progress in P.J. Williams. Like, when's the last time we looked at P.J. Williams like, damn, man, P.J. playing with his hair on fire. We ain't never said that. <laughs> we ain't never said that, ever. We never thought for maybe two, three games in a row, damn, man, P.J. looking like, what, one of the best DBs out there right now. We never said that. And it's shameful because he let a rookie in C.J. Gardner-Johnson he came to the Saints and outplayed P.J., bruh. I don't care what nobody say. Chauncey Gardner outplayed P.J. Williams, man. And it's shameful, man, for you to be a veteran. You can't figure out how to get some craftiness to your game to where you're not getting beat deep. You can't, you know, come up with a strategy to where you can't let receivers just get behind your head. You keep letting people cross your face mask. It's embarrassing, bruh. I'm over P.J. Williams, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm done with it, bro. I'm done with it. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? We could talk about, oh, he depth. Let him play on special teams. Get him out the way. Um, I do have one more thing to say, and I'm going to get off this. My eyes is on Sean Payton, bro. Mm-hmm. We can say what we want to say. Uh, you know, I see a lot of people romanticize and fantasize, you know, saying Sean Payton with the whole, you know, He's savior of the Saints thing. I'm over it, bro. I need to see Sean win something, bro. Yeah, you're doing it all in the regular season. You know what I'm saying? I have no gripes in the regular season. You take care of the, taking care of business. Hard to gripe about 13-3. and three, But I need to see more from Sean Payton, man. Uh, we can't really take anything away from Drew's legacy because as a quarterback, you know, he has pretty much all the statistical records. And, you know, he has a Super Bowl to go with it. You know, and he's had like, you know, he's been a model of consistency. I can't say nothing about Breeze. He needs to play better in the playoffs too. But Sean Payton, it, I feel like his legacy is not all the way cemented yet. He needs to, he needs, you know, to to put, you know, as far as championships, more winning products on the field. I think we all could say, I think we all could agree with that. I think this is some, this right here. I, I, you know, I, I don't remember all the, you know, top Saints teams ever, but I think this is probably going to be one of the best teams that we've ever seen. All these off, all, all these, uh, you know, postseason, offseason acquisitions, you know, free agents, all this type of stuff. Still, still think we need to get a, uh, another pass rusher. I'm not really sure up on Davenport, not because the man can't play, just because he's always injured. You know, always injured. Him along with Rankins, along with. Uh, Thor, uh, forget the Anzalone, you know, I don't know, man. I think, I think I, my, my eyes is on Sean Payton to see what he does with all the, uh, 
you know, the Drew Brees stuff and bringing the locker room together. The Saints got a lot of storylines around around them this season, man. I'm just happy to see, you know, which way it go. Are they going to let this tear the locker room up? Or are they going to, you know, bounce back and get stronger? It's a lot of things I'm looking at. But I'm going to end on this note. Uh, I don't know if you talked about Ben Watson, about what he said, but, um, you know, what did you think about that? Uh, I was reading on what Ben Watson was saying about the um, – Oh, let me pull it up again because I can. I, I know I didn't cover that. Hold on, I can. I, go ahead, go ahead, Ice Man. You speak on it, and I'm gonna uh, pull an article up and share it with the family members. We can go over it right now. Oh, oh no, I was, I was just gonna say. I mean, I mean, it seems like the Saints just always have something to talk. It's like it's like there's always something, man. Yeah, it's always a a storyline, man. We can't never. But I guess that's good since there's no sports right now. So it's good that we don't have, you know, that we getting all these, like, insider stories. It just hates that it's so, like, a divisive topic. But my thoughts was it kind of sucks that it's it's right after the Drew Brees thing, you know, with the thing being fresh on our minds and stuff like that with the whole Drew Brees scenario. Now we got Ben Watson coming through with his remarks. Man, yo, this locker room is they, – they don't have to be real strong-minded. But that's all I wanted to say, man. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Uh, appreciate you, Ice Man. Uh, who that to you, brother? Be safe out there. All right. Who that? All right. That was the Ice Man. Appreciate the brother chiming in. Very passionate, brother. Uh, give me a second, family. We'll, we'll cover the Ben Watson thing because uh, I think somebody else made mention of that to me as well about Ben Watson. Um, and hold on. We'll see if I can cover it here because I remember reading some of it, something of it, but it was like mixed in with so much other stuff that was going on. Uh, let's see. Um, let me show. Sure I pull up the right one because I think that was the one that the story was done on. Ben Watson was done. Um, hold on here. Let me see if I can pull it up here. <clears throat> okay, hold on, family. I'm gonna share it with me. Set share my screen with you. All right. Ben Watson speaks out on Drew Brees' backlashes about listening and feeling the tone of what's going on. Uh, tight end uh, Watson responded Tuesday to the backlash over Breeze comments. Uh, let's see what he says. He says the Star Spangled Banner Tuesday telling the story that it's important to having differ, different views. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Views on things like this and the still respect of each other's stance. Quote, his stance has been his stance for a very long time, but even within that, there is some nuance. Watson, the former teammate of Breeze on the Saints, told host 
uh, Martha McCallum. I think that right now, especially with the country's going through, it's about how you phrase your statements and about empathy and listening. Quote, this is going to be one of those rallying cries for the team, especially Watson went on, but also around the league. When you see people go through this kind of transformation of certain convictions, which are fine, but are but being able to speak to and listen to the opinions and views of others. Breeze apologized multiple times last week. And Watson said there that while there was nothing wrong with Breeze comment in and of itself, it's about listening and feeling the tone of what's going on in the country. We are here and people are protesting and people and protesting and really hurt and struggling over years of injustice. At the same time, the 15 year pro acknowledged that we need to have different views on things like this and still respect each other's stances. That's been Watson's uh, process of thought on it. You hear old Ben talking about it. So, yeah, I remember seeing that and I was like, you know, um, it was more of the same. You know, a lot of the athletes and entertainers were pretty much saying the same thing. And then we kind of got lost among the topics. So thank you, Iceman, for putting that out there and uh, giving us an opportunity to cover it. Okay, family, uh, you, the live line's open, 504-475-4482, 504-475-4482, Who that to you? Slick Rick, I see you in the, in the chat as well. Slick Rick, who that to you? Chiming in, uh, big ups to your family and other Saints family. Please hit the like button, family. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe to the Great Saint Dang Tank. A lot of interesting, man. News going on, family. But a lot of families see the P.J. Williams thing. Iceman mentioned Sean Payton has got to step it up. As far as Sean Payton's legacy, that seems to be called in question a lot lately. And it's a, the, the ideology is the fact that most people uh, see him a bit of underachieving because of all the success the Saints have had as an offensive team. Yes, they've been a top five or a top ten unit for a while. Damn near every year, it's like you can set your, your watch to it. But overall, from all those years, the Saints wasn't a complete team. Even though the offense was seen as complete and had a Hall of Famer sitting on top of it, the defense was not complete. Neither was the special teams. We just last year had a special a returner, a kick returner and a punt returner to make the Pro Bowl the first time since Michael Lewis did it. The beer man. That means your special teams have been lacking for a while, man. And I was making counter. I was like, it takes three folds of a team to make a Super Bowl. You can be an outstanding offense and expected to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, you, you sometimes the offenses struggle. We've seen last year and years before where the Saints offense struggled to get off of the ground. They struggled. They were going three and out, and the defense had to be the one to hold the opposing team's offense down or even force a turnover to create a momentum swing to be able to fire the team up or give them a short field. We've seen that occur. For a long time, the special teams was not putting, wasn't getting good field position for the offense to work out of. We couldn't get kick, we couldn't get kick returns or punt returns for touchdowns to put points on the board. Despite the fact that we had a serious kicker in Will Lutz that we found, and then, of course, Thomas, Thomas Morstead's been here for some time, the special team unit wasn't completely wasn't completely complete. He had great kickers and punters, but the coverage teams was lacking. The blocking team for your kick returner or punt returner was lacking, allowing creases and uh, allowing people to get back there and tackle the man three or four. And that's the thing that really pissed me off about the special teams is the fact that how was Deontay Harris getting tackled 
by three or four guys. Well, he running away from his coverage. Not so. I put the film on and seen that guys were allowing guys to bust through their coverage to get back there and sack them. Now, he could shake one guy, but three of them? I mean, and that's why I'm really happy about Dan Rizzi. And uh, in, in, in the upcoming special teams room breakdown video, I talk about that. That'll be um, Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday. That video will be ready for the family members to view. Uh, but uh, uh, to the platform, the Patreon and YouTube members should be able to see that video Sunday or uh, uh, see that video. Yeah, it should be Sunday or Monday. But that was the thing that I was talking about. We wasn't a complete team. The offense was the defense. Finally, the, the Saints did commit to bringing in guys like Demario Davis, drafting guys like Marshawn Lattimore and adding these guys to the team and ultimately You've seen the overall team rise up to that championship level where there are no weaknesses. The Saints are going to be one of the top teams, if not the top team in the NFL in stopping you from running the ball on them. Last year, they were fourth. Now, the Saints did allow you to pass on them early on in the season, but as the season went on, the secondary got stiffer. And and then family is definitely right about P.J. Williams, both Iceman and K.T., is the fact that P.J. is a liability. The Saints merely doing this because they feel like he helps them in that regard. But if truth be told, if it's a fair competition, uh, Demetric Nichols, Dietrich Nichols, Dietrich Nichols should have an opportunity to make this team. Uh, Guys like Heath Washington Jr. from West Virginia or Tino Ellis from Maryland, these young undrafted hungry defensive backs they have should get a clear opportunity to compete. Serious because the truth is, PJ Williams' ceiling is he already reached the ceiling. There is nothing more that you're gonna see from PJ Williams that he hadn't showed, and he's just why he's so bad. He's an incomplete cornerback. He has not, and I've said this countless times about PJ Williams. Yes, uh, ridiculous uh, mental lapses on the field. He'll come up and make a play, and then the next play, allow a big play. You know, and, and that's the thing, man. That's a part of it. You got it, it takes a hundred percent effort. That's why some of the great players are who they are. It's because of their preparation, man, for real. Thank you for calling the sports call my family who's on the line. Here's Byron, man. What up, DQ? What's going on, family? Say your name for me one more time, fam. I, I yeah, miss Byron, Byron. 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 Hey, Byron. What's up, fam? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. What's popping, bro? Can't call it, my brother. I'm here talking Saints on a Saturday, bro. I mean I'm in Saint hey, Evan. Right you know do it. <laughs> yeah, you know how we do it. What's on your mind, my brother? Yeah, man. Um, I heard your boy um, KT. He was mentioned about PJ Williams and everything. I think to me that I think PJ Williams is a good idea to play the safety, the safety position because I know he's not that good as a slot position. I know they, they when they had like Chauncey Garner, you know, play that position and everything. I think that PJ Williams more better. You know, they play that safety behind Michael Jenkins. Because I think when I saw him in the game um, last year against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, he was not – I think he was not – I mean, he was okay, though, at first. But I think to me that, you know, when you when you mentioned about Eli Apple, you know, I ain't like Apple, you know, and I'm glad we got rid of him because he was so awful with us <laughs> and everything for the past couple of years. And I think he was not the same guy – when we got him since um what was it, a year ago, twenty eighteen, I don't know around that that time, but I think Peter Williams more better than Eli Apple because, like I said before, I like the way how PJ Williams play and everything. You know, when we played the Ram in that Rams game, and to me that you know he could tackle, uh, he can make plays, 
But I think the problem is that he's not as a corner, though. You know, everybody don't see him as a corner. He's more as a safety guy. That's why, you know, I was mentioned about that because the way he played different in each of the game that he, um, when they put him in out there, I think to me that he's more as a, a, a good option to play in that, that safety spot. So that's why I, I really like with PJ, you know, that he showed that, that he could prove that he could be as a safety instead of a corner. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's my uh, opinion on that, though. Okay. But um, but yeah, but the but um, my my point is the question is that we all know about the defense near the secondary and everything and stuff like that with Lattimore and you got uh, Jay Rabbit, you got um, uh, let me see who they got uh, uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson. I think that you know, but I think I I need I need to see the secondary play a little more better this year though, because last year, like I said, two years ago, that was terrible. Terrible, terrible. Um, I was feel I was feel bad that they give up a lot of big plays and everything. Uh, they they not only not on communication and everything, not on the same page. They pointing fingers and everything, such on such on. But uh, I think the secondary they got to be more better though, man. On the back end though, when you signed Michael Jenkins when he came here 11 years ago, when we drafted him in '09, he was a leader of that defense with the old defense. But now you brought him back. And I think that he could be the leader to help that defense, you know what I'm saying? Especially that secondary, you know, when you got Marcus Williams. And I think Marcus Williams, I think Marcus Williams, I think Marcus Williams got to show himself this year because I know he was that, man, I mean, the 4 9 game last year, that, man, I was so with Marcus Williams, though, man. I mean, I was so pissed off with him, though, man, on that last play on four down. I was like, what the hell he was thinking, though? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, I, I mean, I just don't understand, though. What he. Like, what's wrong with this man? Like, he just don't, like, he just can't play the way he's supposed to play the right way. I think he just makes make mistakes. When we played Minnesota again in Minneapolis uh, 2017 in the division round, he's the same guy. So why also Michael Williams, Marcus Williams can't show himself to be as a guy that we know he could be when we draft him, though? But he just been having some problems, though, man. I mean, I don't know with that. And I think that Michael Jenkins can help him out and teach him the rope had to be more better though as a player though. Mm-hmm. Because I know like I said, I like what Mike Jenkins could bring to the table of this defense. And I think that if Mark Jr. gotta show the same play also, but he gotta prove himself or is he gonna get his ass out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, yep. Yeah, so I, I think to me that uh, Q, I just think no defense though, but like I said, I like PJ Williams better than Eli Apple though. Cause I say now Eli Apple signed with Carolina though, because I heard that he signed with Carolina um Last year, or this year, whatever too, this, though on a one-year deal. Yeah, this year, uh, this year he signed with him. He got, a, he has an opportunity to start too. Right, right. That's what I heard about it. So I know that that, like I said, I like Eli, I like um, PJ Wim, you know, better than you know, because I think, like I said, I I see what he do though, but I know that he, I know he made some bad, you know, on and on, but I know he's trying to be more as as a guy he know he could be though. But I know that he got a lot of talent, though. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a good player. He's an excellent guy and everything. He can show what he can do. But I'm not saying that he can mess things up like he used to. But I think that it's important that he can know he can transform himself as a safety guy that I can see that he played with behind Michael Jenkins and Marcus, and Marcus Williams. You know what I'm saying? You put him right there with them two guys, then I ain't got nothing to say about it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the part about it, though, Byron. I mean... Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people feel the same way you do about, uh, I mean, well, a lot of people 
see PJ Williams as a liability. And uh, I think it was interesting mm-hmm. how we get to the PJ commentary is because of what Aaron Glenn said in the uh, interview we played earlier. For those just joining us, about so damn, we're talking PJ Williams. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> the, 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 the topic of discussion was organically driven toward PJ because of what Coach Aaron Glenn was saying about the players that he was being hard on. And two guys he mentioned mm-hmm. was Marcus Williams. He mentioned Marcus Williams. And of course, uh, he mentioned Lattimore and in, 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 in there, but there PJ Williams is in the mix. He did make mention of PJ Williams as a Swiss Army knife, and they see PJ uh-huh. Williams as a Swiss Army knife. And we are mm-hmm. like, man, we done seen enough of this man. We this man has been here for four plus seasons. He's had the same mm-hmm. scheme. He had had a different scheme. You can't blame it on the schemes. He's had he been mm-hmm. the same, and he has hit his ceiling. There is no, mm-hmm. you will not see a better version. Of PJ Williams. Now, people are saying you could see a better version of Marcus Williams because of Malcolm Jenkins' involvement in the process, who he'd be playing next to to teach him teach him his role. But the Saints right. drafted the guy is incre- extremely ta- talented, Marcus Williams. If you look at his statistics, tackles, interceptions, he gets all of that. The problem is when he mm-hmm. makes mistakes, he makes the worst ones. And he falls mm-hmm. apart in the worst parts of the game. And that's the thing that's really and then and the truth be told, if we go back and you watch a lot of our playoff points when it gets to the really as bad as the Saints played in that Minnesota Vikings game, they could have actually eked that game out. Oh man. A few things that had gone right. Had you had a decent, smart cornerback who would have played with their with their face to the ball, and if and if Rudolph would have then pushed him in, mm-hmm. in the back, he would have gotten that call, in my opinion. He would have gotten it. It'd been right, easy for but, him to get that call. But PJ Williams that, is always facing the wrong way, and so is Marcus and that, Williams. That, and that's that's a, that's why that's why I'm really frustrated about the last when the last play of the end zone we ain't had the flag on it because like I said when PJ Williams trying to make the play, your boy Rudolph was no he grabbed PJ Williams on his jersey, but there ain't no flag no call. That's that's why I said. That it's not on PJ fault. It's the guy that was that PJ was defending on because, like I say, it should have been on the offense on Minnesota. Should've but instead, been. they didn't get they, they, they didn't get the, the the call that we deserve. That's why I say it was a a, a, a miss um, flag that we didn't get though. That's why I have a problem with officials because I think to me that PJ we didn't play real good. I know he's you know he's way like he's not that tall and everything, but I know he's trying to get towards the ball before. The guy was trying to make his hand towards it also. So that's what I'm saying is uh, Q that I, I'm not really think that PJ Wynn is a sad uh player, but he is a good player though. I like what PJ bring that he bring this defense. But I'm not saying that that PJ Wynn is a garbage dude, but I'm not trying to make it rephrase that. But what I'm trying to point is that PJ Wins I can PJ Wynn can make tackles, they make plays and everything. But such on any way he defend a tight end or receiving the way it is in a slot or outside though. But I think they like I say PJ Williams know he can show what he can do though, because he got to say he got a lot of talent and everything. And I think that I'm not saying that he's the worst in any corner that we had like Crawley and Apple and and other corners that we used to have a couple of long time ago. But I think that PJ Williams know he can prove that he could be what he could be though, and that's what I like about him a lot though. I, you know. A lot of people, well, you, you're looking at it a lot different than uh, some of the other great St. Think Tank of Byron, and that's not a bad thing. You know, it's just some people mm-hmm. see him as different. Like, for instance, I'm looking at what T-Dirty. T-Dirty says, I'll take Billy D. Williams over P.J. and Marcus Williams. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I remote that, that's a point. That, that's like a similar word, that boy. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like I said, everybody just have a little word that, you know, everybody like to pray to another prayer. But I think, like I said, you know, like I said about Marcus, um, about Marcus Williams, though, he got to show what he could do, though, man. But like I said, the last two years, it was not himself, though. And I can say it before, my, you got Michael Jenkins. Okay, you brought him back. Now, if Michael Jenkins give Marcus Williams to bring up his level higher and higher, then we know the Marcus Williams that we know. But I don't know the Marcus Williams that we know now that screwed up from last year or the other year before. Because, like I said, he got the show, man. He missed two mistakes. And we can't let that happen again, though, this year. It's it, yeah, and that's that seems to be the thing that, that most people don't. We don't see Marcus Williams back there having any issues. This is final year on this mm-hmm. contract here, and uh, somebody's gonna pay Marcus Williams, and and uh, we're hoping that the Saints are, are able to. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins could kind of elevate him to a position because a lot of people like the kid, but it's just mm-hmm. those, those breakdowns are just hard to ignore. Uh, he him doing that, and that's the last line of defense as a safety being a last line of defense. And you having that type of uh, lack of faith in your safety, that is problematic, man. So, I mean, you know, we'll see how it shakes, Byron. But uh, I thank you, brother. Yeah. For, but you got any uh, other thoughts on it? Yeah, my last question. Um, I know that um, we're trying to – I know we're going to have like a training camp battle going on with the, the last fight of Robert Seaver between Carr, um, Lil' Jordan Humphrey, and um, – with I think Callaway, who you think who you think is going to be the last receiver behind Sanders, Michael Thomas, and Trey Quan Smith for that um, last spot of wide receiver? Because I know that we know you keep five or six, but who's going to be out of three guys going to compete for that last spot behind the guys I just mentioned? Well, you uh, well, you know, you got to throw Deontay uh, Harris in the mixture too, because he's 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 the, oh yeah yeah I forgot position. about that too, my bad. Right, so yeah. I mean, so you got Thomas Sanders, Deontay Harris. And he said Traquan Smith. Uh, yeah, but and, you know what, Q, let me let me let me um let me ask you about Traquan Smith. I know we didn't see nothing that he did twenty eighteen there. I know he had like little injuries and everything. Do you think that he gonna be? It's gonna be. You think he's gonna be concerned about Traquan Smith, or he gonna be on a bubble if somebody gonna take a spot between Callaway Johnson and um and Harris? Uh. It, uh, we got to add, see, and that's the interesting question. Let me ask it like this, uh, Byron. I think uh, if you look at Thomas, uh, Sanders, and Harris, that's the guys that's going to make the team off top. Behind, uh-huh. behind uh-huh. them, we know Sean Payton has an affinity for Traquan Smith for whatever reason he, he believes in Traquan Smith. But you got to throw Taysom Hill in that mixture. Taysom Hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good boy, man. Taysom Hill going to play more wide receiver than anything. I think he'll play more wide receiver uh, then it'd probably be wide receiver, then a little of, uh, running back, being that he'll be a quarterback and he'll option out and start running with the ball. Hopefully he'll throw the ball more than 13 times he did for the entire season last year so they can have a little bit more believability to his package. You know, so you could be mm-hmm. able to understand what Taysom coming. He has to he gonna either throw it or pass it. We don't know what he's gonna do. Most defenses when he lines up, they just cry, they just all play the box. They let all of them just line because they know he's gonna run it. And likelihood he's not gonna throw the ball. That has to change. So I see him impacting the wide receiver room, Taysom impacting wide receiver room. And then you look at Traquan Smith. Now it could truth be told the Saints could keep four or five guys there, but also you gotta remember Ty Montgomery plays a role in there too. Ty Montgomery, mm-hmm. in my in my opinion, will make the team if he's not hurt. 
uh, because he plays, he can be a running back. He can line up in the slot as a wide receiver. He's really a wide receiver with running when, with a running back mentality. He also plays special teams. He can kick return and punt return for you as well. So I think Ty Montgomery lines up. And even though he doesn't have Traquan's position, he could play Traquan's position the same as Taysom Hill. These players make it difficult for Traquan to gather more reps. So it is mm-hmm. if it was up to me, and then we choosing five wide receivers, all three of which have already taken, and you're getting two more guys. Uh, you got the way Sean Payton loves Austin Carr. A lot of people <laughs> yeah, don't want to talk about Austin Carr. But I hear, I see comments of the family members saying Austin Carr is garbage and this, that, and the third. Listen, Austin Carr <laughs> watches the show. He understands. He know what time it is. But I keep mm. saying, I said it like I said last year. I said, listen, y'all, uh, Austin Carr will make the team. And people's like, man, Q, you crazy. And what happened? He made the team. <laughs> and it was like, well, how you know that? Because I said Sean Payton loves uh, Austin Carr. He then showed us Drew Brees. They love Austin Carr. They see him as very reliable. They see him as very intelligent. And they 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 tr- totally believe in him. Now he got hurt last year. And truth be told, mm-hmm. they do see him as a as a good, decent slot weapon as well. And he plays special teams. So that's what I'm saying. The Saints like Austin Carr a lot, but I'm hoping to see guys like Marquez Callaway step out of the shadows and make an opportunity. He's one of my favorites. Him and Ma- and Ma- him and Maurice Harris. Yeah, same Ma- here. Me too. Me Ma- too. Maurice right. Harris is a dude, man. If y'all don't know who he is, look him up or go watch the wide receiver uh, uh, break- breakdown uh, segment that we did when we covered all the wide receivers in Whitman and uh-huh. broke them down. But Maurice Harris to me is 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 a very interesting wide receiver. He's six two six three. He's very fast. He has good speed and he has good hands. He hasn't been able to stick and stay everywhere. He also plays special teams as well. Saints picked him up late last year, and they like what he brings. And I, and I like him too. So he's an interesting option there. And then of course Marquez Callaway is a guy that I really like because he's a big physical. He's six two, about two hundred pounds. He he hits thing I really like that impressed me about Marquez Callaway. Is the fact that he attacks the ball at his highest point, and we mostly he makes these most most difficult contested catches that you can see, and that's a skill that he does. And I love that big wide receiver who goes up and snatches the ball down. Now he has good speed to any place. He was kick returning and punt returning for the uh, for the Volunteers in college, so he plays special teams as well. Forget ESPN or Fox. Get straight sports talk from the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. Sports fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love, unique one-of-a-kind designs exclusively by Fanatics, and autographed collectibles from today's biggest stars shipped directly to your home. Join Fanatics Rewards for free to earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and for a limited time, get 20% off all orders. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Hit the link below and rep the black and gold today. Who that? Do you need a domain name? How about a host for your website that can work with WordPress? Try Namecheap.com. They make registering, hosting, and managing domain names for yourself or others easy and affordable because of the internet needs people. Namecheap is an ICANN accredited domain register and technology company founded in 2000. It's one of the fastest growing American companies according to the 2018 Inc. 5000. Celebrating nearly two decades of providing unparalleled levels of service, security, and support. Namecheap has been steadfast and 
customer satisfaction with over 10 million domains under management. Namecheap is among the top domain registers and web providers in the world. They offer a full selection of popular and unique domains along with fully featured hosting packages, SSL security certificates, who is guard privacy protections, and more, all at the lowest prices in the industry. So if you need a domain name or hosting or anything else, think Namecheap.com. That's right, Namecheap.com. Check the description section below for link. Follow the sports come on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.